Start selling on Shopify today. Go to shopify.com slash CNN for a $1 per month trial. Hey, everyone. I'm David Chalian, the CNN political director. This is the CNN political briefing. Here's what you need to know in politics for Thursday, October 22nd. The final presidential debate. The last chance for these candidates on the biggest stage. We'll discuss that, plus a major announcement on election interference just a little over a week from Election Day itself. And Barack Obama takes the spotlight, going after President Trump. Tonight is the last chance in the candidates' full control. By that, I mean a debate. It's put on the calendar. They know it's coming. They can prepare for it. They can come in with a strategy and execute on it. We know campaigns are full of surprises, of developments that are out of the candidates' control. But this is the last best shot that President Trump and former Vice President Biden have before tens of millions of Americans for 90 minutes of free airtime in their control to make their case. What do they need to do? How will they handle this incredibly important moment? The first thing I'd look for tonight is Donald Trump's approach. Which Donald Trump shows up? Is it the Donald Trump that we saw in the first debate? None of his advisors want that Donald Trump to show up, and yet all indications are that that may be who shows up at this debate. That first debate did not go well for Donald Trump. You may remember all the headlines about a debacle and it was chaotic, but there was a clear negative impact on Donald Trump standing in this race, which has been a remarkably stable race for months and months. But that is a moment where you see a little change, and it was a dip for Donald Trump. And that debate performance had a lot to do with that dip. So repeating that kind of performance may not be his strongest option here, and yet it is the option that he may pursue. And how he comes in tonight, does he lean into the economy, an area of strength, or does he still remain full of his grievance politics? We know Donald Trump doesn't change, but where does he sort of lean into, where does he emphasize his message tonight, I think tells us a lot about how he intends to close out this campaign. For Biden's part, be on the lookout for his defense. How is Biden going to handle Trump's attempts to rattle him? If Trump comes in wanting to talk about Hunter Biden and his business dealings, does that get under Joe Biden's skin? Is he going to be able to withstand that attack without getting thrown off his own game? Is he going to be able to ignore it and rise above it? Does he want to try and mix it up with Trump? I think looking at how Joe Biden handles his own defense when the personal and family attacks start coming from Donald Trump will tell us a lot about Joe Biden's overall night. We know he's the front runner. We know his mission is to do no harm. His campaign has indicated he wants to talk directly to the American people on these big topics that matter to them, coronavirus, the economy. But how he defends those moments where Trump tries to rattle him, I think is going to be the thing that his entire debate performance gets graded on. And beware of the muted moments. We now know there's this new enforcement mechanism. So six topics, 15 minutes each. And at the beginning of each of those topics, each candidate gets two minutes uninterrupted. And now when they're speaking for those two minutes, their opponent's microphone is going to be muted. That's a change from last time. It's an attempt by the Commission on Presidential Debates to limit the interruptions. Will it work? If Donald Trump is muted, can he still sort of shout over his muted microphone? Will he attempt to do that and interrupt Joe Biden? Or will it actually bring more order to the debate stage? We'll find out tonight. 
But that new aspect to the debate is going to be fascinating to watch. And like the vice presidential debate, we're going to see these candidates standing next to plexiglass. Again, a sign of the times. Remember, it was at the first debate. Donald Trump may have actually already contracted coronavirus when he was on that stage with Joe Biden in Cleveland last month. Tonight, both candidates standing on that stage next to plexiglass to protect them from the pandemic that has been plaguing this country. Here's what else matters today. Last night in a surprise press conference, the director of national intelligence, John Ratcliffe, and FBI director Christopher Wray announced that two countries, Russia and Iran, had gained access to voter registration information and were attempting to influence the election. They made clear that they do not believe that these foreign actors in any way have been able to get into America's elections systems in terms of vote tabulation and vote counting. But Ratcliffe said that Iran was behind the effort of sending out those emails that many voters received. The media covered it purporting to be from that right-wing white supremacist group, the Proud Boys. You remember, they were discussed at the last debate between Trump and Biden. Well, these emails included personal information about the voters and threatened them that if they did not vote for President Trump, that perhaps harm was in their future. So there were real threats about not voting for President Trump in these emails. And this is exactly exactly the kind of tactic that our national security officials have warned us about by foreign actors, which is they want to sow chaos. They want to increase the tension and division in America. Ratcliffe went on to say that Iran was doing this in an effort to harm Trump. That actually comports with some previous intelligence reports that Iran may want to play in the U.S. election and interfere in a way that helps Joe Biden and harms Trump. We know Russia is the reverse of that, according to some intelligence reports. But I think it is so less important about who these countries would like to benefit or harm, because I think the calculations there are actually impossible to fully figure out. What matters here is that the message is getting out from government officials to voters across the country to be very wary and very suspicious of this kind of propaganda and emails that may end up in their inboxes to consume them with a ton of skepticism and be ready to discard them because foreign actors want to create tension and division and what Ratcliffe And Ray went out to do last night was warn voters to put up their guards, put up their antenna, be aware that this is happening and be able to fend it off by simply discarding that kind of propaganda and trash that these foreign actors are trying to use. And finally today, President Obama delivered a blistering takedown when he was in Philadelphia last night making his debut in-person appearance on the campaign trail on behalf of his former Vice President Joe Biden. Obviously, we don't normally see a president take on his predecessor in the way Barack Obama did. But to be fair, we also don't normally see a president like Donald Trump who seems pretty committed to upending every norm in the U.S. presidency that exists. So Obama, in his completely unvarnished way, in a way that we just haven't seen from him before, made the case directly to voters in a way to excite and enthuse the Democratic base to not be complacent, to get out and vote, that President Trump cannot be afforded another four years. He hasn't shown any interest in doing the work or helping anybody but himself and his friends, or treating the presidency like a reality show that he can use to get attention. 
And by the way, even then, his TV ratings are, are down. So you know that upsets him. Obama plans his next campaign trip on behalf of Biden this weekend in Florida. That's it for today's political briefing. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow.